Hi, I'm CZ. I'm here with Concert Crap, and today I am also here with the band First in Flight. Hi, yeah, so nice to see you. Uh, my name is Pat McCloskey. I'm the lead singer of First in Flight, the dance rock band from the Bay Area, and excited to chat. Well, I saw that you just got a song out. How does it feel? It's fantastic. Thanks so much. It feels great. This is a long time coming. Um, we recorded a lot of material during the pandemic that uh, was not released because we couldn't go on tour and it's hard to release songs and then not go on tour with them. So uh, it was exciting to finally get something out. We had grown our fan base quite a bit over the past year. So for a lot of our fans, this was their first, you know, kind of first in flight release. Um, and we're really proud of the song. We used a new producer who's worked with bands like Weezer, Motion City Soundtrack, um, some, some really good names there. And it really kind of ushers in a new era for us. Uh, we did a new color, we're blue now. And uh, so it, it feels great. And the response to the song has been uh, better than ever. So really, really happy about that. Well, that's great. How was the process like with the song? You just said that you wrote a lot of material during COVID. Did that impact your normal writing process at all or your recording process? It definitely did. It actually um, it, it, it impacted it in a very positive way. And the reason being is because we didn't have to push out material as quickly to get back on tour. Um, just for sort of context, we did a big U.S. tour right before the pandemic hit. And um, usually we kind of like release song, go on tour, release song, go on tour. And since we were able to sort of step back and, and see a bigger picture because there was sort of nowhere to go, um, we changed management and we also, you know, kind of took a step back, looked at our music, found what we liked about it, didn't like about it. And we were able to move to that new producer. So I think because of the way things um the way things slowed down again, you kind of get a chance to step back and look at things differently. And after we had done that, the the music we were able to produce and the way we were able to write the song was much better. Um, our producer, you know, it's kind of funny. We wrote this song at the beginning. It sounded completely different uh, with the exception of the chorus. And our producer basically told us, uh, no, rewrite the verse. So then we did. And we rewrote it and it's got a much better melodic feel now and a much better progression that people can kind of grab onto. So I think the process for this song had been a long time coming we recorded uh, multiple songs with that producer last year and finally chose to release this one, but the rest will be on the way soon. So it's, it's been a great process and I'm really excited about the future. Awesome. So um, you did say that a couple of things have changed since your first few EPs. Is there anything else that you say that you have changed as an artist or evolved into since um, the release? I think your first EP was Dalliance. Yes. yes? Okay. Correct. Yeah, I think our message has become a lot stronger. I think that um, when we released Dalliance, we sort of, you know, we put out our best music at the time and we really tried to, you know, make great songs and one of them ended up on alternative radio and it, it you know, it, it went well for a bit. But I think since then we've strengthened our message about, um, well, one, we strengthened our sound, right? We've, we've become a little bit more 80s. We've, we've had a little bit more um, of a crunch added to our sound, which I really like. And we've become much more bass driven. Um, Skeletons is bass driven. It's cool. Our biggest song to date is bass driven. Um, so that's been cool. But we've also really sort of worked a lot on our message. And we talk a lot about being a band that wants to push you outside your comfort zone, a band that wants to tell stories about how people, you know, take a leap of faith, kind of um, uh, like we always like to say this with first and flight, our music has a lot to do with like, we believe that one small decision can change anyone's life. And I think a lot of people, whether they know it or not, are on the brink of that decision. Um, and we like to be the anthem or the pump up song to sort of push you in the right direction. And I think since Dalliance, we've really sort of strengthened that message. 
just to give you some examples, um, Chopsticks and Champagne was written all about uh, when I left my job to pursue music fully. Um, it, it doesn't, it's not like literally about that in the lyrics, but though it kind of tells a story about how you should take those risks and take those chances for a better life. Um, and the same thing with, um, not really, it's cool to be honest with you, but with, uh, with Scarlet and with uh, Skeletons and now with some of our unreleased content as well. So our message is definitely strengthened and I think our sound has definitely matured. And that's something that's really changed since that first EP. Well, that's really awesome. Um, what do you think it is about this message and about your band that has drawn fans to you? Because you guys have really kind of blown up in the past year. Yeah, it's been a great, uh, it's like the last six months have been really good to us, um, which, which I appreciate that. I, I think the message, what's a little bit unique about it is I think we have a lot of fans right now, and this is a good thing, that are um, sort of focused on letting people sort of feel their emotions and feel sad and feel their feelings. And that's good. We love that. That is very important. You know, it's, you know there's a reason bands like My Chemical Romance and, um, you know, some of these are, are so popular, right? They, they really connect with you in a way that most bands can't. And that's great. And what we kind of say is like, we're sort of the band or the sound that comes after that. So our, our kind of joke is that if My Chemical Romance is a shoulder to cry on, First in Flight is like the pump up speech from your friend that comes afterwards. You know, it's kind of like, all right, hey, you did your crying and that's important. You felt sad and that's important. And now it's time to go out and make a change. And like, we're kind of like, you know, this energetic punch that gives you that energy. We, and just to be clear, we don't really sound like My Chemical Romance, but just the idea of the message. And I think it, it resonates with fans because in my opinion, I don't think there's a ton of music out there that does that. Um, I've noticed from listening to songs, again, they often kind of hit you in the feels and they allow you to, to experience those emotions. But I haven't found a lot of songs or artists that really like get me pumped to go do that thing. When I was looking to quit my job, um, and just from, I worked at Google before I um, left and, and was in the band. But when I was, you know, about to quit my job, I didn't, I found a lot of songs that made me kind of sad, maybe kind of bummed, but they didn't really make me feel like energized and ready for the future and ready to go. And that's kind of where I wanted First and Flight to fit in. I think that we found a target demographic with our audience, although it has expanded recently, but we found a target demographic of it with our audience of people who really care and are passionate about what they do and who really do things that maybe are a little bit outside of the norm. Um, and we want to be their anthem to keep pushing, to keep caring, you know, and to keep, um, to keep trying new things until they get to where they want to be. And I could dive into a million examples, but my point is, is that I think people really resonate with that and they see something that they can, that allows them to continue to pursue their passions and pursue their weirdness and pursue their, you know, sort of things that don't necessarily fit in a box. And, um, that's, that's what we're going to, you know, try and continue to do. Would you say that your TikTok influence helped with that, helping people pursue themselves, their passion and their weirdness? I would certainly say so. I mean, there's there's nothing, uh, nothing weirder than playing songs in a public bathroom. Um, the the TikTok too, it's funny. We, we, you know, we kind of base the songs of our fan base and then we kind of went a little left and a little right. But I think that the TikTok kind of shows, you know, we blew up on TikTok in, um, we've only been on the platform for about three months. So, and we've got 300,000 followers now. And I think, you know, while it's, it's fun playing covers and playing songs and playing our songs in the bathroom, whatever. Um, I think that people are able to see like, hey, that's kind of a weird idea that you just kind of rolled with and it kind of worked. And so like, hey, everyone, go play your songs in a bathroom or do your weird thing or show off your talent. Because like, if you really put your passion and your energy into it, good things happen. Well, what originally drew you to TikTok? And I would love to know the inspiration behind those bathroom videos. Who came up with that idea? Of course, of course. That, that was me. 
Um, the, but, but well, it was a little bit of all of us, but I'll tell you kind of the full story. Um, we were not into TikTok at first. We, we've had multiple people suggested to us and they kind of just say, go do TikTok. And we're like, I don't, I don't know what that is. And, um, our manager Tate, you know, told us at the end of the year last year, he's like, guys, like, you know, I'm talking to different people. They really want to see bands that are on TikTok. And we were kind of like, uh, okay. So that was kind of like, we're like, well, I guess we'll do TikTok. I guess it's worth a try. And we didn't really know how to do it. We weren't going to be, we weren't going to keep up with trends. Like we're, we're just not that active on it. But what happened with the bathroom was um, about two years ago now, no, yeah, yeah, two years ago now, um, we released um, It's Cool, uh, which is our best song to date. And in terms of streams, um, and we didn't have any uh, budget for a music video. We had zero dollars. We'd just gotten off tour and we made money on tour, but then we had to pay off the van and everything. So it was like, okay, we have no money. So I came up with this idea uh, to just sing the song on a bed. And it was kind of like, we're all crammed on this twin bed. It's kind of funny. Like, I don't know. It's just, it didn't cost us anything. Right. And it ended up getting like 300,000 views on Instagram, like the Instagram video. And I was like, damn, I did not see that coming. So basically when we went to TikTok, I thought, guys, I think people thought it was like, we were a good band because we played our song, but it was funny that we were on a bed. So we kind of need like a gimmick to make people want to watch. And then we need to show them like, oh, but by the way, we're a good band too. Cause like every band, every band under the sun is putting up cover videos and stuff on TikTok and no one cares about them. Um, or at least, or at least most people don't. So we kind of were like, what could we do? We kind of thought of some ideas and then we're like, well, we know this guy and maybe we could rent out his bathroom. We could ask about it. And, and we promise we'll never tell where the bathroom is. We always tell people that, but, um, darn, I was about to I ask. <laughs> I know. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. We, we, uh, we made a promise, but we talked to him and, and he was like, you know what? It's okay. You guys can use it. Um, and the, the funny thing is we recorded the first one and I went to David. I was like, David, this is the dumbest thing ever. I like, this is not going to work. This sounds horrible. And he's like, I don't know, man, it's TikTok. Usually things look kind of dumb and then they end up being really good. And I was like, okay. And we put the first one up and it got 80,000 views. And I was just like, oh, holy shit. Okay, I guess this is a good idea. And what was funny is we just kept doing them. And, and TikTok's weird because you're always showing to new people. So like the gag sort of doesn't really get old because it's always new people watching it. And so we were just like, this is great. So we told our guys like, hey, can we use this bathroom like for a while? And he's like, sure. And that, that's sort of the story of how it happened. But it was a two year process to get it there. And obviously it's worked out very well for us. Mm -hmm. I think it's a fantastic idea. In fact, kind of going off of that, one of my favorite music videos was filmed in a shower. Oh, um, which, which video was that? It is uh, Frito Disco and the song Shower Song. And I just filmed it in like one of the guy's bathrooms. And I love it. And I thought it was so wonderful. And I got a lot of that energy from your bathroom videos. But oh, how do you figure out like what songs to cover? Oh, that's a good question. I So... It's funny because our um, sort of our fan base that lived on Twitter and Instagram, et cetera, before we blew up on TikTok was very pop punk and very sort of, and we were kind of like, okay, sure. So we did, you know, Panic of Disco, we did IDK How, we did um, All Time Low, and they, they kind of did fine. And then, you know, and, and, and I mean, they, they did good, they did good. But anyways, and we were kind of like, all right, well, we've done these like kind of pop punk songs, like where do we go now? And I told the guys, I'm like, oh, you know, this is probably going to die off soon. Let's just have some fun with it. Like, I'm, I'm a huge Red Hot Chili Peppers fan. So I said, let's do Can't Stop by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like, don't, like, if we posted Red Hot Chili Peppers on Twitter, literally no one would care. So I was like, who cares? Let's post it on TikTok. It'll be funny. Then that video got a million views. And so then all of a sudden we were like, oh, okay. Um, 
that's weird. All right, let's try other sort of not pop punk songs. And we did The Offspring, which is kind of pop punk, but either way, and, and that one got a million views. And we're like, holy shit, I, maybe we need to go this direction. And then, of course, we did Mr. Brightside, and that one got six million views, got on Barstool Sports, got reposted by all these you know, meme accounts and stuff. And then we were like, all right, we're going in totally different directions. So what's cool about it is we didn't really grow up pop punk fans. Like we, we like it, but I was never like, you know, mosh into all time low. I was Red Hot Chili Peppers guy. And it was cool that we got to expand our taste and eventually expand our fan base to a lot of different musical tastes that ended up coming in and liking our music. So after the Mr. Brightside one blew up, we just kind of said like, whatever, we're doing whatever song we want. We don't really care. It's just going to be fun. And so far it's turned out, turned out really well. That's fantastic. Are there any of those songs that you've covered that you'd wish you'd written and released in the first place? Oh my like God. if you had a choice? Uh, yeah. That, you mean that I wish we wrote those songs? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, Mr. Brightside is one, but um, yeah, I think, I think the best ones we've done, like the ones that sort of fit us really well um, is definitely the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Can't Stop, um, The Offspring, we did one by them that really like fit our fish. Oh, and we did, um, this one exploded, but not a ton, uh, to, uh, it was Chop Suey by System of a Down. And that one was like the funniest. We literally couldn't stop laughing as we were filming it. But those three, if they could be our songs, life would be uh, pretty good right now. <laughs> yeah, I think I saw that one on my For You page a couple months ago. I didn't realize that it was you guys, but it was, that was really good. I just love that. <laughs> Um, so kind of switching gears, mm -hmm. we are kind of reaching the end of this pandemic and you guys do say that you tour a lot. I saw on your website tour coming soon, potentially. Are there any venues that you're really looking forward to getting back to any States that you're just dying to get back to? Absolutely. Like? Yeah. And, and, and believe me, I wish, uh, there's nothing more that I'd like right now to announce a tour on this show, but legally I cannot do that. So, um, I, but I'm, I'm very, very excited. I would say for me personally, um, I'm dying to get back to New York. Um, that was, we played New York on our last US tour. And honestly, it might've been my favorite show like ever. It was awesome. Um, I'm dying to get back to Texas. I love Houston, love Dallas. We played the House of Blues at both of their, both of uh, those, those stops. Um, and then also I really, you know, we've, we actually haven't played this in years, but I really like to get back up to Seattle. Um, we did not hit that on our last US tour. And uh, we didn't we didn't hit Milwaukee either. I'd like to go to Milwaukee, which I know sounds kind of funny, but I'm a, I'm a Midwest guy, so I, I wouldn't mind hitting there. But I think those cities and then my, my favorite venues um, would definitely be, I, I, I really like to play either Rickshaw Sop or um, Great American Music Hall in San Francisco, which is right in my backyard now. Um, but that's, that's what we're really looking forward to. And it'll either be, it sort of depends on how some chips fall, but it'll either be September, October-ish or maybe November-ish, but it's... Uh, it's coming, and I'll be honest with you, I could not be more excited. Well, that's amazing. Is there anything else that you can kind of hint at announcing right now, an EP, an album? Sure, I can tell you, and, and no one knows this, so I'll tell you, we do have a music video for Skeletons coming. Um, probably, I don't have a date yet for that, but but, but soon. Uh, probably within the next, well, definitely within the next month. But um, So we have that, and I will tell you this, that we, after not releasing music for a year, we're going to be releasing a lot of music this year. So you can expect our next song to also drop in the very near future as well. So there's, there's, those are two nuggets for you. That's so great. Is the music video going to be filmed in a public bathroom? 
It is not. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, it's funny. We did do. We did do an. Well, it wasn't really acoustic, but we did like an al- alternate version of the song um, in the in the bathroom, and uh, people actually really liked it. it. It went really well, and it's got like you know I don't know thirty thousand views on Instagram or something. So people did enjoy it. Um, but so we did do that. But no, this this music video will be. It's got a bit of a. I don't want to say scary, but a bit of a darker vibe, a bit of a haunted vibe, um, but also it's lighthearted. So it, it, you'll see. It'll be pretty cool. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Is there anything else that you would like to say before we conclude? Anything you want to say to your fans who might be listening to this later on? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I want to thank them for their support throughout really the past you know, almost two years at this point. I think it's been really hard. I think that for a long time, we were a little bit quiet because we were working on things in the background, but we really appreciate their support. We really enjoy the community they've built and the communities that they've built um, around this band. And just know that we cannot wait to see you back on the road and we cannot wait to, uh, or, or meet you on the road, depending on, you know, if it's your first time or not, but um, we can't wait to do that. And, and we promise we're working as hard as possible to, uh, to get there. And for anyone who is new here, make sure, um, I, I don't know where this will be posted, but obviously we'll post it on our story and such, you know, our Instagram story and such um, once it's live, but make sure you go to the link in, I'll just, give, I'll just drop one link. Um, make sure if you haven't yet to go to the link in our bio and I'll send you the link if you want to put it in the article, but um, to get your free copy of our first album on CD, make sure you get that. All of our fans should have one. So um, go to that link. Uh, it'll be an article and, uh, and then you'll be on our email list too. So thank you guys so much. We, we really appreciate you guys supporting us. We hope you've been enjoying our latest string of interviews. The entire crew will be back in July with music news, updates, and discussion. Please check out concertcrap.com for new posts, stories, and reviews. And be sure to check out our Instagram. The username is easy. It's one word, concertcrap. There you'll find recent posts, polls, and stories. Interact with us and drop us a comment there. We'd appreciate it. On behalf of everyone here at Concert Crap, I'm the Concert Crap podcast producer, Chris Ventura. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.